Welcome to Women Weekend, a podcast that helps you heal spiritually from trauma in relationships, childhood, and early life conditioning to shift from a place of codependency into a state of divine feminine love, acceptance, harmony, and abundance. On Women Waken, we begin the journey to waken from the illusion of needing to prove our worth into the divine experience of knowing our worth. I'm your host, Whitney Walker. I'm a licensed mental health therapist, and I specialize in substance abuse, addiction, eating disorders, trauma, and spirituality. I'm also a fellow human being who has experienced most of the issues that I explore on this show. On today's guest episode, I welcome the galactic Heather Lee Strong. Heather is a professional galactic canine channel. Yes, you heard that right. Canine channel. Heather is the author of the book Canine Spirit Guides. She has found herself to be a channel and an energetic healer that works with our canine spirit guides. On this episode, Heather shares about exactly what that means, how she found herself in this line of work, channeling this sort of information and bringing into the world some completely new and novel concepts and ideas that have never existed before. So take a listen and enjoy. Hi, Heather. Welcome to the Women Waken podcast. Thank you for having me, Whitney. Absolutely. I'm really excited to have you on, Heather. I have never had a guest like you on my show. I've had a whole spectrum of different galactic, cosmic healers, psychics, whatever you want to call it, but I've never had a professional galactic canine channeler, which is what you are. Correct. Did I get it right? Yes. Yes, (laughs) you are. Galactic can. Yeah, you got it. All those words. (laughs) And you wrote a book called canine spirit dogs, canine spirit guides, canine, (laughs) canine spirit guides. There you go. So Heather, as I said, I, I'm not as most of the people I have on the show, I can go back and forth with them, but I don't know much about this topic or this work. And you were so nice and you sent me your book, but as I shared, I'm a gypsy and I'm on the road. So I wasn't able to get my hands on it in time, but now I get to sit back and listen, just like the audience and have you share with us about your work. I would love to share the whole point of writing the book so I was so I could share my experience. And there's a reason you've never heard about a galactic canine channels because I'm the first one um, until now we didn't, well, we weren't told or exposed to the um, canine spirit guides. They're coming through now for the first time ever. And what they are, are the galactic version of our dogs who communicate with us, have messages for us and healing frequency for humanity through our dogs. So that's a big pill to swallow. It's a big concept. It's very different from anything we've ever understood before about our dogs, because we're not talking about the spirit of our individual dogs. We're talking about an intergalactic collective 
that's always been connecting with us through our dogs. And it's probably why we feel like we have this special bond with dogs that we don't share with other people or even other animals. We just have a very deep connection with them. Um, but they connect with us through dogs because of that connection. It's a very easy opening for them because we have our heart open so wide for our dogs. So they've always been working with us, but they've never wanted us to know about them. They kind of felt like it wasn't necessary, but humanity's changing. A lot of things are coming to a head and we're at a, a, a point now, a pivot point where it's important for humanity to heal so that we can move forward as a collective race. And they have what they've explained to me as um, advanced technology for healing which is really interesting. And what I've learned is as humanity has progressed along our own path of development and discovery, we get to a point where we're more open to or more um, able to absorb healing frequencies. And so we're getting to a point where we've evolved to a certain stage and we're able to absorb their healing now. So it's, it's kind of what they call um, new technology for us. And they're very excited to share this healing frequency with us. And that's what they did with me as I wrote the book. I'm not an author, never written a book before. And um, I was just told psychically that I was to write a book. And I'm like, what the heck am I going to write about? You know, I've, I've spent 30 years in the healing profession um, as a physical therapist, a massage um, therapist, and a functional medicine practitioner. I've always had my own company, my own practice. And I thought, well, maybe I'm writing about that, but no, it wasn't about that. I've also been a professional dog trainer too, most of my life. So it turned out it was about the dogs that I was going to be writing, but I had no idea exactly what about the dogs I was going to write about. I just thought I was writing stories about all the wonderful dogs I've had throughout my life. So the book contains 10 of my dogs that I've had and how they were working with these canine spirit guides throughout my life to help me, to help heal me, offer me solutions for everything that I was trying to overcome in my life. Of course, I didn't know it at the time, but they were also orchestrating events in my life, get, providing opportunities. Um, making sure that dots were connected and I made connections with certain people or certain events or my, my path took the correct trajectory to get me where I needed to go. So even though our dogs are our passive little pals that lay next to us, you know, when we're working or sleeping, they're actually working hard in the background to make sure we have everything we need. So that's what's, um, disclosed in the book and sort of illustrated through my life stories with my dogs. And they did heal me as I wrote the book. So now I've, I've never channeled before. I've never meditated before. And as I wrote the books, I started to, to meditate in order to hear the messages from the guides. And so now I'm this galactic channel for these guides and I work, um, energetically with my clients instead of physically. So I bring these guides into their space energetically and they work with my clients the same way they worked with me.
Wow. Okay. So many questions. So when you say that you bring them into your clients, does that mean that it doesn't have to be our dog that they come through? Yeah, they'll work with anybody. So your dog that's with you, if you do have a dog at the moment, is is carrying with him or her a specific canine spirit guide based on what needs you have at the moment in your life. So each of the guides in the book, I introduce four, it's, they're called the core four, and they each have a, a message, a meaning, an energy, and a purpose to serve. So they all have their jobs. They even have job titles <laughs> and they even have their own little special names. Um, but each guide is there for a reason because there is an energy, there is a, re there is a healing that you require at that moment, a direction that you need to empower, embody, so that you can move firmly into the um, blueprint that you chose for this life. So does that mean, let's say, so my dog I've had for 12 years, she's my best friend. She's my girl. Oh. Do diff is there, is she always one of these guides or does it like come in like a accentuation, like there's my dog and then there's the spirit guy that comes through her at different times or how does that work? Well, they're always working through her. Yeah. But they're not. And, and you can even trace their personalities through the personality of your dog, because what I demonstrated in my book was each time that spirit guide came to me, because they, one spirit guide would appear in three different dogs and three different parts of my life even. And every time that spirit guide appeared, that dog, even though it was a different dog, had the exact same personality that it did the last time that spirit guide was visiting me. So there, the spirit guides will influence the character of the dog, which is why the spirit guides I, identify with a particular dog breed, because the dog breed kind of explains their character, their personality, and um, sort of what they wish to share with you. Now, do so there's four different types. Does the if you have a dog, like if I've had my dog for this long, have each one of these four come through her at different times, or is it just one that associates with one dog? You can have a guide that will swap out based on what you need. If you're not somebody who's going to change dogs, you know, some people have one dog their entire life. I've, I've had 30 already. So I got a different guide with each dog because I went through so many dogs I, as a professional dog trainer. I went through a lot of dogs. But um, yeah, so if you're going to have a dog for 12 years and you're never, you know, going to deviate that from that and you have a need to move to a different um, segment in your life and maybe you've accomplished what the first guide came to help you with, yeah, they'll swap out. You'll get a different um, guide moving in through that dog's energy to help you move in the next direction, the next phase of your life. And are there more than four types of guides, but you're just focusing on those four in your first book? Yeah, that's a good question. There's over 50 and the core four embody these core elements that we need to understand before we can move on and work with the other guides. So the next book will have eight. They are told me, they've given me a little preview. It's going to be the, um, oh shoot, something eight, um, 
Oh, I can't remember what they told me, but yeah, the next book will have eight more guides in them and they will be different than the first four. But yes, there's, there's over 50 guides. So there's a lot to learn. And now how do you get these messages when they're giving you this information, sharing with you how this is going to work, how these books will be written? How do you personally receive? Cause we all receive channeled information differently. How do you receive it? Well, at first I had to be in a meditative state to, um, and I would just free form the images would come through or the thoughts would come through, or sometimes the emotions would come through and I would just record it into an audio file and I would just let it stream. Now they're talking to me all the time. So I don't have to be in a, me- a state of meditation. I could be washing the dishes. I could be riding my bike and they just start downloading information <laughs> like these thought streams that come through and they they're very different than my own thoughts they have a different texture to them a different frequency a different energy so i always know when they're not my thoughts um and they're usually pretty insistent <laughs> they tend to be yeah right? once they've decided they're, once they're getting it they're really pushy <laughs> so they're writing the book yeah, yeah. The, the, most of the book is channeled through them. Um, I added my stories about the dogs in my life, and then they showed me how to interweave it into what they had to share with humanity. Wow. And the tools, yeah. you know, all the tools and the lessons they have to share are all laid out in the book, like a cookbook. Fantastic. Can't wait to read it. So why do you think that they came to you? For this. And then before maybe a preface for that is, could you share a little bit about your background? I often like to ask my guests about sort of their story because often their story has a big impact and reason why they come into the work that they end up doing. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right about that. Um, so yeah, my story is very interesting because I am a completely different person now than I was a year and a half ago when I started writing this book, because I started writing this book in March of 2022. So we're talking, it's only been a year and a half. Um, But my story is that I was born with a lot of pain, a lot of pain that I brought with me from other lifetimes. And then I had a childhood that was not all that fun. So I was left here as an adult that wondered what was the point why am I here? The world sucks. People are mean. I don't see any happiness or joy or beauty in the world. That's where I was. And I was trying desperately to figure it out. I tried my whole life to make sense of what I had experienced in life. Surely that wasn't all there was to life. So I tried all the self-help techniques, the therapy sessions, the um, retreats and, you know, everything I could get my hands on. Cause I knew the way I felt was not, it couldn't be all to life. You know, it just, that couldn't be all there was to life. I saw other people in my, um, in my encounters that were just happy and joyous. And I thought, how can they feel that way? The world is awful. <laughs> so I had a lot of trauma from my childhood that I was really struggling with. It, it made me very insecure, very unhappy, bitter. And all of this I describe in my book. And um, I just kind of hoped 
that I would find an answer to it all. And when the guide started speaking to me, that's exactly what happened. So when they healed me, they completely eradicated all of that old history, the pain bodies that I had been holding on to, and I didn't even know it, some old karma that I could not find any other way to get rid of. They were able to eradicate within minutes. And ancestral patterns, I describe a very entangled ancestral pattern that I didn't know was there. Um, I describe that in detail in the book. They helped me identify it, unravel it, and expunge it. So uh, their technology, I can attest, is quite intense and quite fast. Um, that's my story. Now, why did they, why me, right? Why are they talking to me? And when I was told I was going to be doing all this work and changing my life and, and changing myself, I thought, okay, that's kind of cool, but why do I have to be a personality in front of the camera? You know, I, I like being an introvert, you know? <laughs> um, but the reason is because this is who I am with these guides in every other dimension. I am their caregiver, their gatekeeper. I have always been their guardian. And what I mean by that is animal, um, animal spirits and animal animals as we know them on this earth plane are not the same in other dimensions. Animals are actually much more evolved spiritual beings than humans are. So in other dimensions, we counsel with the animals in order to learn from them, in order to gain their knowledge and their expertise. So I was that person who was making the appointments and checking everybody's ID before they got to meet with the animal guides in other dimensions. So this has always been my job. And through my process, I actually got to meet that person, that other me, which is a fascinating experience. Um, and as I could see her, I began to become more like her. So she was very feminine, very boldly feminine, the, the divine feminine that I absolutely was not. I was more of the fractured masculine, the terrified masculine, you know. So I became, <clears throat> as I healed, I totally embodied that frequency and shifted gears absolutely 200% uh, did an about turn, so to speak. But um, so now I'm a completely different person than I was two years ago. Remarkable. And were you, I, I know that you had struggles in your life, but had you taken the spiritual path? Had you become, you know, a, a more openly spiritual person when all this information came in? Or was this pretty shocking to you at first? Well, I had always had kind of a spiritual side to me. Like I always felt like there was something more out there. My father was a preacher and a, um, a psych, um, psychological counselor, <clears throat> um, but nobody in my family was really spiritual. Um, so, but I felt kind of drawn to it. I just was very intimidated by it. Uh, like a lot of the people that I knew that were spiritual were really airhead they just had no concept with time and um, flaky. And I, that's not who I am. So I never wanted to be that way. 
So I really resisted it. I didn't want to be that kind of person. I just kind of knew that there was more to life than what I could see. I always accepted that. And even though my father was a preacher, I, I've visited every religion I could get my hands on and find. And I just knew that there was more than that, that, that what the connection I felt was so much bigger than what I could fit, put into a religion. So I always just had this in an in intuition and instinct that things were bigger than they appeared. So it wasn't a surprise to me. And so when I got the downloads, I just ran with it. I was like, this is what I've been waiting for my entire life. This is what I've been asking for. I'm not going to question it at all. I'm just going to go with it. You mentioned that this is happening now because humanity is, is at a very big, significant juncture in yes. our timeline and our progress. Would you say that you are sort of you could call it planted here, seated here, that you embodied here, incarnated on earth because you needed to be a catalyst, that you needed to be that person on earth that could, that these beings could connect with so that you as a quote unquote human could then give these messages out as a human rather than, because it, it seems like that's the way it sort of works. And I'm getting sort of into esoterics now, but my understanding is that earth is a part of the solar system, but also part of the galaxy and bigger, greater cosmos. And that it's earth itself is its own living thing. And it's also just as an individual person does, it's looking to evolve and yes. that that's what's happening now. Yet people can't just, just like no one can force another person to evolve, right? They can't just shake them and say, you know, snap out of it and figure it out and grow. It's an inside job. So it seems like and that's, I just realized I said inside job, we have to bring people on to earth who have the earth experience who can then say, aha, what is, this is interesting. This is, I, this information, I, it's, it feels foreign to me. And it also feels like the truth. And yeah. then we can share it just like, cause you, to me, look like a human. <laughs> so when you tell me these things, I'm like, okay, she gets it. Cause you know, she's been on earth. She's had her struggles, which it's very common for those of us who have these significant spiritual awakenings that are the bringers of information and insight to earth have challenging lives. Cause otherwise we don't quite understand the human experience. And there's something about needing to understand the human experience before we're able to bring this in is sort of how I've. Yeah. Seen. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it, I, and I am here for that purpose. And in my book, I described that moment that was a, a very specific call to arms um, something that happened during the COVID lockdown that triggered everything for me and triggered that that major shift, even though I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what was coming. I just knew that's it. That's the sign I've been waiting for. Um, but yes, I the technical term is star seed. Yes, I, I, I have been here so many times and I have actually attempted to deliver this message before and was persecuted for it. So I, I've been murdered every way you can imagine uh, because I've tried to share my story in, in past lives, which is one thing I had to dissolve before I was able to deliver my message this time. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of us who are being activated. There's so many 
star seeds on the planet right now, more star seeds than not star seeds, because this shift is so important. The energy has got, we're elevating the frequency on the planet so that, like you said, the planet can elevate her frequency because she has her own soul and her own energy and we're trying to help her. So exciting and such a unique facet. And I'm so excited for my listeners to hear this because I think the more people who speak up about their own unique ideas, concept, wisdom, universal knowledge that's coming through, the more other people can say, oh, so I don't have to try and ignore this weird notion, this weird idea that keeps coming to me that feels like it's deep in my soul that I feel I'm being guided to do because yes, the truth of the current time is that we won't be persecuted. You're not going to be dragged out into the town center and strung up right this time. However, you can still be ridiculed online. (laughs) You can still have friends and family who say, what are you talking about? Yeah. And I have that. (laughs) (laughs) And that's why it takes a lot of courage. Mm-hmm. Right? Yet it's not as dangerous. And I speak to that a lot because obviously the show is called Women Waken, which is truly mm-hmm. a call for women to waken to their abilities, their gifts, their the knowledge that's wanting to come through to help shift earth in the way it's meant to and humanity as a beautiful species, yeah. as we're right. meant to have a new experience on this planet earth that's nothing like we have right now. Right. Yeah, the- Absolutely the suffering and the sickness and the addiction and the violence and all of these things to me are a sign of disconnect from truth, from source. And so that I always thought that when these messages come through, it's because they're gently, again, trying to help guide us to a place of cordance and away from this discord that we have right now. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and one thing I want to add, because a lot of people, you know, are going to be wondering, when does it happen for me? Right. And, and what, what was so obvious to me was that for 11 years before this happened, I was in a massive cocoon. I felt lost. I felt separated from myself. I looked in the mirror and I didn't even recognize myself. I felt like I was enshrouded in a cocoon and that I was isolated but I was, this is what they consider a resting phase. They're getting everything lined up, everything prepared. And the hardest part about this is trusting in it. You feel so alone and so lost, but you've got to understand that you're in preparation. It's okay. Just relax. And that's so hard to do. Just relax. When everything's ready and lined up for you to come out in the world, you will. I just exploded. And once I once that cocoon opened, I knew exactly what I was supposed to do. I hit the ground running and I'm so glad I rested because I haven't stopped moving since. So that's important for people to understand because we get frustrated when we're in the void, right? We, we feel like we're nobody, like, well, I'm supposed to be doing something. Why am I do- not doing something? Well, spend the time getting to know you, connecting with you, finding that inner connection and just focus on you and get ready. (laughs) Get ready. Yes. Such a beautiful sentiment to share because again, another state that we find our world in is this 
sense of urgency and immediacy and that everything needs to be done now. And that if you're not doing something now, then you're nothing and you have no worth and value. And these are all also part of the backward belief systems that we operate by that are causing us so much grief and suffering that I feel is the shift that will happen when more of these ideas and concepts come through. We will understand that life is not meant to be lived this way, that it can actually be lived in a very different way and we will thrive from it. So, but it's so true that if we ignore the call to just be still to trust because the cocoon is very real. Yeah. You know, I mean, the metaphor is often used, but it's the caterpillar truly has to rest and become goo Mm -hmm. dissolve itself to become the butterfly. And you said, you said you looked in the mirror, you didn't recognize yourself. Well, sometimes we have to change so significantly that we say, I feel like I don't even recognize my life myself, but that's because you're opening yourself to that beautiful unknown where all the abundance and riches await. Yeah. And then when it does all open up, it's such a sense of relief, you know, it's like, oh, I've been waiting for this, you know, but, but really it was important that I rested really, even though I was like, tell me, tell me, tell me, what do I need to do? (laughs) It was very important that I just rested at that point. And that's another really hard part about that time is that you're not getting answers. You're not necessarily getting guidance or any sort of confirmation that, okay, this is what it's going to look like. And again, humans, we're so used to being like, okay, I'm going to go and study this subject so I can have this job. And I know exactly how it will look and how it will play out. I know the timeline, but when it's on the universal cosmic scale, it's that sacred mystery. Yeah. You have to trust in that. And those of us who do are the ones who are able to bring beautiful things like you're doing. Yes. Thank you. I had to learn to trust. That was a big lesson for me. Because trusting didn't come natural for me based on my childhood. (laughs) No, because of what you went through. Yeah. Yeah. So trust was a big one that I had to learn. But yeah, and it's hard to trust yourself sometimes, you know, much less other people, but it's really hard to trust yourself. And that's, it's important to get in contact with that in connection with that. And meditation was, was such a beautiful way to do that. And I was so, I, I, I regretted that I waited so late in life to learn to meditate, but I never was drawn to it because I'm an action person. I like to do things. I like to be outside and moving. I don't like to sit. I don't like to make my mind be quiet, but the meditation they taught me and the meditation I use in my sessions is not quiet. It's not still we're very much working together. We're putting the mind to work, even though the ego has to step aside. The mind, we use the mind to our advantage to help us with the work that we do. So that we, we are we are human beings for a reason. We're in physicality for a reason. We are yeah. our body is just as important as our, our soul, as our mind. It's the trifecta, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we have to honor that yet. It, it can be, um, it's challenging though, when it, when our views and our understanding shifts, right. It can be scary when we are suddenly looking at things differently. Yeah. But you know, it's not as scary to us as much as it is to the people around us. You know, they're like, what's going on? You have changed so much. And, and what is so, I found so interesting is that when I work with somebody and actually when I did my own healing, what I've noticed is that 
when you go through that healing sequence, your, your energy shifts, you, you change to a different vibration. And what happens is it's like you've moved, you've changed addresses. So the people who knew you before are still looking for you at that old address. They're not seeing you at the new address. And if, and if you don't fill out a forwarding address, you're likely to backslide just to meet them where they are because that's where they expect you to be. So that's what happens when we do, we go through healing is it's too hard to maintain that new frequency. It's too uncomfortable because no one is there with us. So we backslide to our old address and that's why we don't get anywhere. We just keep going in a circle. Absolutely. And I think that's a challenge that so many, I imagine people who who would listen to a podcast like this, but basically since this decade has started, um, there's been a lot going on in the world that has been very divisive and, but just in general, people who have accelerated on their spiritual path, they've experienced just what you described, which is you can't really help but sometimes ask, am I the one that's crazy? Are they right? You know, we can ask those, that's my family. If they don't agree with me, I it's, it's hard it's that cognitive dissonance, right? Like this is what my yeah. souls tell me is true, but how these are the people that I know and who love me. It's hard to reconcile and understand how that can be the case that we have to trust and follow what we feel because we're, we truly are ascending, mm-hmm. right? We're, we're shifting. There are many of us now who are, we're not who we thought we were. Uh huh. We're realizing, Oh, wait a minute. I'm not the in, easily in a box person with this name and this title and this identity, I'm a energetic being that's constantly evolving and changing. I'm not even who I was yesterday, let alone when I was born. Right. Absolutely. And you've got to be comfortable with that. And I find that it wasn't until I was comfortable walking my own path and being alone it, it might be that I am the only one on that path and I have to be okay with that. And there might be a place where other people start joining me on that path, but it may not be the people who are currently in my life. So once I became okay with that, cause I don't have a husband who believes what I believe. I don't have anyone in my family that believes what I believe. That's okay. I dip down now and then to, to interact with them. And then I go right back to where I sit to where me is. So I can lower my frequency to enter, engage at that level. And then I go right back to where I live. So um, that that's hard. That That's the hardest part, I think, to growth is being okay with not being where everyone else is for now. That is the most, the most challenging thing. And to go it alone, you know, the, the alone path can feel scary, can feel isolating. Yet when our soul is drawn to it, we know again, that it's about this bigger, big cosmic journey that we're meant for. And I appreciate you speaking to this. Cause again, I know that people listening might resonate it, resonate with it and say, wow, you know, I've been called towards something recently and it feels weird and it feels yeah. too out there to share with anybody, but it's all I want to do. Yeah. You know? And so it's so important for us to recognize that. Yes it can feel daunting yet it's it wouldn't present itself to us if it wasn't meant for us right and just and we have to have faith and realize that the path we're on is the path the path that we chose so you have to trust yourself you chose this path for you 
So surely you knew the outcome when you chose it, right? So you have to really dig into that self-trust and self-love to understand you set it up. You know, nothing is an accident. The people who are in your life right now knew this was going to happen as well on some level, and they volunteered to help you up until this point. And then they're, they're kind of, their, their role stops and you move, you keep going. So this has all been orchestrated. And once, once you kind of fall into that and you just absorb it, you're like, okay, I get it now. It, it's okay. It's all right. You know, it's not like if, if our, if our paths separate, it's not like I'm never going to see these people again. Right. You, you can always visit. <laughs> yes. Yes. And on a bigger scale, they're a part of our soul family or soul yeah. pod. And so we all, again, we agreed to do this together yeah. on this earth and we'll be with them again. And, and that also is something that's so hard for us is to allow for souls to part ways in this mm -hmm. incarnation that yeah. certain people aren't meant to stay with us the whole journey that right. you said, we help each other through, through a certain portion. And then sometimes it's best to let go. But and again, another tendency of humans is to hold on for dear life to what feels familiar or right, or what in their mind is how it's supposed to be. Right. Yeah. And, you know, we've been programmed that way because, you yeah. know, religion tells us that we're not supposed to get divorced. We're not, we're supposed to be with somebody forever. And that's a great concept. I mean, I can love somebody forever, but it doesn't mean I need to be with them forever, forever because our paths may separate. So, I mean, I'm very clear on that now because of where I stand beforehand. I was rigid. I was like, no, it's black and white. You know, I make a commitment. I'm keeping that commitment, you know? <laughs> and so now I know differently. I mean, not, and, and, you know, I can separate from someone else's path, but I can still love them where they are, even though they're not with me. So that's, that's important to include that as well. Even though you're not with someone, you're not, um, on the same path. It's not that you judge their path. Hopefully they won't judge yours, but you just, you're going a different direction. Exactly. Exactly. And that you can still, what I've offered in other episodes that I've done is the idea of sort of, um, in meditation or in a, a intentional spaces, sending that person love, you know, I've also stated about meeting somebody on the spirit realm and being uh -huh. like, Hey, what's up? We're not connected anymore in this life, but I love you and I wish you the best. And so that you can kind of make your peace with that yeah. parting. Yeah. I do that a lot because some people are not even open. They're just so angry that you can't even do it in person. You have to do it on the spirit plane. Exactly. That's exactly what it is, is you don't get the chance to have the certain encounters in physicality that you can always have on the spirit realm because in the spirit realm, there's no anger. Nobody's mm. mad at each other. There's always access. It's and always I, beautiful. <laughs> it's always beautiful. And so that can really be helpful too with, you know, if there is a family member that hurt you and that you, you, for your own well being and safety, you can't connect with them. And it's hard for us to wrap our head around how could my parent or sibling or spouse hate me or hurt me? Yeah. But when you do that, you recognize. That's, that's not it at all. It was, we were helping each other learn and grow as hard as that is to comprehend. And on the spirit realm, there's only love for them yes. and between you. Yes. And that is a huge story in my book that ended up being the main 
message in the book that I didn't even see coming was a, a, a major ancestral entanglement that I was involved in. My father that I'd always hated my whole life, he was just so mean to me. And, and I couldn't find a way to dissolve that anger on this earth plane. Um, and he he's passed on, so there's no way for us to reconcile. But through writing the book, they explained to me and they showed me all these different lifetimes that we had been together in and how we had ended up in this very arrangement, this very moment. And what it turned out to be was that I was the one who started the whole entanglement many lifetimes ago. And so I was the one who had to dissolve the entanglement this lifetime. Oh my gosh. I can't believe you get to come into awareness around all this. I've spent so much time being like, gosh, I wish I knew the underlying <laughs> undertones of, I, I haven't had access to that. Maybe I will. Some people don't right? in this lifetime. Yeah. Other people do. I, my understanding is that you do gain that awareness back once you pass on from this physical experience, but I'm always like, God, I can't wait to find out like how this happened and why these circumstances were so, and you, know. oh, you can, you can find that out now. I mean, that's, that was the whole point of me putting it in the, in the book. So people would know that that's possible. You know, that's, that's what the guides do. When I work with the canine spirit guides, the first thing they do with somebody is, is a, what I call a, a reading. Like they, they provide information that you need that's critical for you on your journey right now at this moment. Um, before they, did, you know, go into any type of healing or anything. So I actually answer questions like that for my clients before, you know, at the beginning of our session, because the guides know what you're struggling with. They know what answers you want and they can just give it all to you right then and there. And then that usually has something to do with the healing that's necessary for that session. So it really blends in nicely together. So beyond writing your book, you also work with people to connect yeah. them with their guides. With yeah. So canine. the canine spirit guides work with everybody, anybody who um, wants to work with them. So not, not everybody's read my book and not everybody has a dog um, that ends up in my, in my council. And um, I will connect with their energy. All the sessions are virtual. I, I've not even, uh, I was a physical therapist, but now I'm not even doing physical work on people anymore. Um, but I connect with my client's energy before I even come into the session with them. And then I have a um, consult with the canine spirit guides while I'm in this client's energy. And they will kind of share with me the journey this, this person, this soul has been on. Sometimes it's previous life stuff. I had something um, last week where they were sharing a concurrent life experience with this client, which was fascinating. and. Um, um, and what needed to be dissolved at concurrent life, she had volunteered her current position to deal with um, because it was a very sudden death in a current life, concurrent life, which is a concept. <laughs> but um, anyway, so it's fascinating work and, and it, or it might be something from this lifetime. You know, I just never know. It's always different, but they always know what the client needs to hear and what needs to be healed. And so that's what I share with them when, before we get started is what they've told me to share with them. And usually it doesn't mean anything to me, but usually they're like, oh my God, <laughs> that makes so much sense. You know? Um, so I never know what kind of a bomb I'm dropping on people. Cause I don't know what their beliefs are with any of this before I lay it before them. But then we go into a healing based on, based on where you are in your journey and what you require will determine which guide comes forward to work with you. 
And on our Zoom call, I will channel in that energy of the guide. And it's kind of like a guided meditation where I, I walk you through. First off, you'll feel the energy come in of the guide and they all have very specific energies. And I'll describe it to you in case you're someone who doesn't pick up on energy, because the more you practice and the more you use your imagination, the more you develop the skill. And I'll walk you through what they're doing with you, what they're saying they're doing and why they're doing it. They're working with your energy field and they will literally just dissolve pain bodies and beliefs that you have about yourself and past life histories, past life pain bodies, entanglements of your own ancestral patterns that need to be dissolved. They'll just do that for you. And it becomes a really beautiful process, a really beautiful ceremony. And you're going to feel it, you, you, even if you've never done anything like this before, because I have people in my studio that have never meditated. They don't even believe in, in spirit entities and they feel it. They see it. They experience it. They can't explain everything. They may not understand it, but they are having an experience. So it's very powerful and it's deep. Unlike any other thing I've worked with, it's very deep, soulful healing. Goodness, that sounds incredible. It, it's really incredible. And you're usually tired afterwards. There's a lot of energy that gets moved around. And you've only been doing this for a year, as long as you wrote your book? Yeah, I started. Well, I didn't even realize I was going to be doing this. I thought I was just writing a pretty little book. <laughs> So uh, they started calling me into service at the end of last year. And I thought, what? This isn't, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to do this, but they just walk me through it every step of the way. And I learn each time I work with someone, I learn more and more. That's Absolute what, trust and faith. That's what that requires. Yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. Well, Heather, I love that you're on the show right now because I've been speaking a lot lately about that. I think a lot of my listeners have this sense that I know I do and sort of this message that, cause I've spent a lot of my life as you were describing, feeling like, what is it that I'm going to be doing? Like there's, I, I became a therapist because for lack of a better phrase, it was the, the best thing on the menu. Right. I didn't really connect with any established conventional yeah. um, occupation yet. I knew I wanted to help people. Mm -hmm. I knew I wanted to educate myself on healing and I had done a lot of my own therapy and healing work, yet it still doesn't feel right to me. One is that I just don't like convention or all the structures that exist in our world. I, I think those also will fall away as yeah. we evolve and grow and recognize we don't have to police ourselves so <laughs> strongly yeah. as we do that we can trust ourselves more, Yeah, evolve into a higher species. But that aside... I have got this message. I got this message once that said, don't look for it. You're not going to find what you're going to do because it doesn't exist yet. Cause you're going to yeah. bring it into existence. And that's what you did. That's why I yeah. love you on the show because you are a testament to that, that this was not here until it came through you. You couldn't have, you know, 10 years ago said, what am I going to be doing? I'm, I need to look for, I need to, it wasn't here. I couldn't find a class for it. No. <laughs> right. But now you can start the class. You can. Yeah. Make that class. And, and that's on the menu. I'm going to be teaching it. Yeah. That's absolutely on the menu. All right. So you got big things planned. I'm sure. Yeah. Bigger than I'm. Yeah. I'm just having to drink it all in because it's bigger than I can even imagine. Just taking it as it comes. So Heather, what do you have to share with people who have pets who are experiencing this 
canine, these canine spirit guides and may not even realize it. So if they're not yet working with you, if they haven't got your book yet, what do you have to share with, what can you bring to their awareness? How can they begin to be more active in working with their canine spirit guides? Yeah. So, um, it's what's important. And what I've learned through all this is to understand how much more aware our animals are dogs, cats, horses, all the animals, everything has a consciousness. Everything has energy, including a rock, a blade of grass, water, all of it has consciousness. All of it has a soul. And these dogs have come into our lives. They are also part of our soul family, sort of our soul group. So they know exactly what we have planned. They know what our blueprint is. And they are here to help us stay on the blueprint. So dogs will behave in a way to get our attention. And this is oftentimes the canine spirit guide working through the dog. I've already shared how they will affect the dog's personality. So if you have a dog that's an escape artist that you can't keep in the yard, you can't keep in a crate, he's always getting away, doesn't come when he's called. And this is a dog that's trying to share a freedom energy with you, trying to get you to be more free with yourself. Let it out sometimes. Let it go sometimes. Allow yourself, allow you to express you. This is what the, this is the energy the dog is trying to share with you. If you have a, the destroyer, the dog that's destroying everything in the house and ruining all of your nice things, then that energy is sharing with you, the dog is sharing an energy with you that, that is empowering you to stand your ground. Where are you letting people just destroy you, break you apart? So these are all messages they're trying to give us. So tune in next time your dog has a behavior you don't like, it's an agitation. Everything that irritates us is an intentional agitation to get us to take action, to get us to shift our energy, to take a look and find where we need to balance, or maybe we need to redirect in a whole nother route. So they're all messages. Everything in our life is a message. Nothing is an accident. So the first thing I always ask it could be in a moment of a crisis. It could be a moment of sadness, something that I didn't expect happened and I didn't like it. The first thing I ask is, what is the message for me in this event? What am I need? What do I need to know? What do I need to see? What do I need to hear? And I just ask. And as soon as you ask, you will receive. That's the key. <laughs> but you have to ask first. <laughs> Yes. We have to put it out there that we are open to yeah. receiving and knowing. So on that note, with the idea of messages, you said that when this information first came to you, you said that they mentioned it was a part of, was it, did you say it was like lifting up humanity or this big shift that's happening with humanity? Yes. Did they say what the bigger picture is what it looks like for us in the future that we're on the path towards. Yeah, we're we're going into a collective consciousness, which is which is where all the other planets are. 
<laughs> except us. <laughs> so we're going into a healed humanity where, um, where there's no economy. There's, we just, we all have our jobs to do within, within um, the society, but there's no money. There's no need for money. We all just work together and a collective consciousness in that we do what's right for all of us and the planet, the animals. I mean, for, for the planet to expand, she needs us to move with her. And if we don't go with her, she'll go without us. That's what all this, the, the fires and the floods and the earthquakes, she's going. <laughs> you can go for the ride with her or you can be disabled and, and, um, and go through a big crisis and be very uncomfortable. Until you're ready to go, you're going to be uncomfortable and unhappy. But yeah, that's where we're going. <coughs> Excuse me. Well, it sounds wonderful. And I've had visions of that. I've had little, one time I got the message, the, the phrase, um, a, a love, love-based economy or love currency, because yeah. eventually it's not going to be about anything monetary. It's going to be about literal exchanges of I, how do I give love and help to you and you give love and help to me. And that's, that's it. That's all. That yeah, it's about. absolutely. It makes you really wonder how we got here, how we yeah. decided that we needed to establish what we call, you know, these valuable resources and things that we commoditize and use to exchange goods. It's just a really bizarre place. We've we gotten, it. yeah, we've gotten really off track. Um, and so that's why we're getting all this help right now to get back on track. Um, you know, Mother Earth back, you know, in World War II, Mother Earth said, that's it. <laughs> you're not doing that anymore <laughs> and that's when she started calling in for for help that's when all the star seeds started coming in so this has been planned for a long time it's just taken a bit of time to get enough people with elevated frequency on the, the planet enough helpers that could help elevate the frequency to get the job done so there's a lot of us here and you're you're we're seeing more and more people just wake up and there's so many options now. You don't just have the canine guides. So everybody has their thing. Everyone has their specialty. We have so many options for healing now. And they all have the same power. They all have the same effect. It's just that you get to pick which one you're the most comfortable with because they don't want any excuses. They don't want you to feel like, well, I don't really quite resonate with that one. They want you to have the exact flavor that you're looking for so that you have an opportunity you have that one person that can help you get there. Yeah. Wow. Well, this has been so incredible, Heather. I, I love what you're sharing. It, 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 it's such a nice touchstone, right? Because all of us have to walk out the door and go into the world as it is. And it's hard sometimes to not kind of drift away a bit and get so caught up in the negativity, in mm. the despair, especially right now. But the truth is that what's going on right now that we all sort of shake our fists to the heavens and say, why? And when does this end? Well, it's been going on for as long as humanity has been around. It has a long, long, even longer than the history that we know it's been going on. So, yeah. And, and that's the way I just look at it. It's always been that way in that area. There's always been that, that amount of, of, of energy there. It's a very hotbed. So I just let it be there. 
it, it is what it is. And the people who are there are the people who can choose to change that. Um, and until they're ready to, I can't help them. So I, I just go on my path and, and wait for them to be ready. That's all I can do. Right. Right. And I think that because they say that be, you know, the phrase from Gandhi, the quote is that be the change you want to see. So we can't force change on anybody else. That energy, oh. like you said, it's, it's its own life force. It's going to have to make its own shift. But the thing is that when more people begin to express and, and engage in a certain way of being and living, it can catch on very quickly. That's how we find ourselves where we are now. The only reason we live in such a state of very reactiveness and defensiveness is because it was learned and we decided it. But when we offer a new way and more people say, you know what? I like that. I like that way. I like being loving and kind. I like exchanging and not competing with people because the thing is that anger and hatred and hatred for ourselves and others is a, is an awful feeling. Yeah. It's a disease. It's a disease of the mind, body, and soul. So when we recognize and other people demonstrate there's a different way, Mm -hmm. we're going to say, well, that sounds nice. Yeah. It feels much better. My body feels better, happier, cleaner when I don't get involved in that other stuff. And I just, now that I'm healed, I can maintain a higher frequency. And when I'm at this higher frequency, I I'm not disturbed by the lower stuff anymore. I can't even feel it. I see it. I know what's going on down there but I can't, it doesn't disturb me anymore. And that, that's the happy place that I've been searching for my whole life. (laughs) Yeah. And you deserve that. Well, Heather, are there any last messages that you'd like to share with the audience? Yes. The biggest message they always like for me to share is that healing is not hard. It's not a long gradual process. It can be as instant as you want it to be. Because I, I think that's an important statement because I think some people will say, oh gosh, I can't heal. I can't heal. But it's because deep down some part of us doesn't want to heal. Yeah. Yet. yeah. We're not ready. We're they're not, not ready. ready. If they're, if that's what they're saying, that's their resistance. And it could just be the ego being afraid of it, but yeah, they're not ready until they're ready. And that reminds me of, you know, when we're talking about how at certain junctures in our lives, we split ways with certain people. I know in my life, I've had people who were not ready and they would say, I just, I, I want this be, to be gone. I don't want to suffer, but then you can just see that deep down, they don't, they can't, they're not ready to let it go. So you right. have to, again, give them your highest blessing and say, I love you. And I, i I let you walk your soul path, but I can't be a part of it because I can see that you're not, you're not ready to do right. this. And it's not a judgment. It's, it's not a cruel action. It just means that that person is at a different point in their evolution. Yeah. Cause we all, you and I had lifetimes where we were, were not ready. Right. Right. <laughs> right. And we know better now. We know better now. It <laughs> takes what it takes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. But- Everyone has, has, has their own, their own tempo, their own pace, um, that they want to go and, and that's okay. Not everybody wants to heal. Some people just want to be in the yuck. You know, they, they're very comfortable there. And until they realize that's not a productive place to be, that they're not really going to make any change there, they won't, they won't move out of that space. And some of them never do. And that's okay. That's their choice. You know, exactly, exactly. 
So many beautiful points made, Heather. And again, it's just, I feel like this episode is a beautiful touch point for people who need to get back into the more expanded, higher vision of what this is really all about, what's true. And that again, if you're listening to this and you're inclined and drawn towards this, it's because you likely are meant to walk forward on this path, walk up into this evolution and growth, and that you might have your own offering for the world that doesn't exist yet. Right. So open, open yourself. Yeah. And let go of the guilt, right? Let go of the, because just as you said, when we, the thing about the atrocities that happen on earth, the more energy we give it, the more it can build. And it's not to necessarily ignore it. But again, you give it your blessing and then you say, okay, because I, I don't want more of that. I'm going to do everything in my heart and soul to create what's not that something that I'd like to see. Yeah. Because the idea is give your energy to what you want, not what you don't want. Right. So the more you focus on it, the more you're giving attention to it and energy to it. And that's what we don't want. And that's where the the media works against us. I was just going to say it. I was like, that that goes into a deeper wormhole. (laughs) That's exactly what keeps us where we are is because the media wants you to put your face right in it and feel this, all the lower energies of guilt and shame because guilt and shame does nothing to change anything. No, no, it doesn't. True empathy and love says, I, I feel so deeply about the situation that I'm going to create its opposite. I'm going to create what I want to see. I'm going to do everything in my being to move away from this. Yeah. The only way to help is to maintain the higher vibration. So if you don't dip down into the lower vibration, you're not going to help it. You got to maintain your higher vibration and be like, yeah, it's nice up here, guys. Come join me. You know? Yes. Yes. Again. And you can hold that knowing and wisdom no matter again, what anybody says, because you yeah. jump on social media and you will every, you get all this noise about, well, people shaking their fists and telling you what you should do. And a big part of opening to true cosmic truth and knowledge is to let go of feeling like you need to hear everyone's opinion and yeah. everyone's judgment, because we're so afraid that we're going to be ostracized and cast out. The longer we stay in that, we get sucked under like a whirlpool that just pulls us down. Yeah, absolutely. Got to get, get ourselves out. Yeah. Great point. All right, Heather. Well, this has been so exciting. If people would like to work with you, if they would like to get your book and learn more and about, learn more about canine spirit guides, how can they find you? Well, you can find me all over social media. Um, I have a webpage, heatherleestrom.com. It's Heather Lee, L-E-I-G-H, Strom, S-T-R-O-M.com. You can also buy the book from my webpage and all my services are on my webpage. I always have group events coming up and I have my own podcast where we um, dig into channeled messages from the canine guides and we also have an energetic upgrade during my podcast. So that's a lot of fun and that's on um, YouTube. So if you go to my webpage, you'll find all of that information ready for you. Fantastic. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Heather, for being a guest. Thank you for your courage and bravery to bring forth into existence this beautiful new exploration of canine spirit guides, this knowledge, so that we can help out humanity a little bit. Give it that lift up. Thank you for all the work that you do, Whitney, and the divine feminine that you bring through. and. 
um, all the people that you're touching with your work. Thank you for having me on and allowing me to share. You're so welcome. So great to have you. Take care, Heather. All right. Thank you. That wraps up our episode for today. Thank you so much for listening to Women Waken. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others and come back for more. If you'd like to connect with the Women Waken community, you can find us on Instagram at Women Waken. And if you follow Women Waken, you can get a free tarot card reading if you just send a DM. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and don't forget to let your unique light shine into this world. Thank you.